Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Protests over Columbus police shooting. What information did the officer have? What did he see? A Chauvin juror speaks out. The prosecution made a really strong argument. Birthday reality check. Nations are not doing nearly enough to combat climate change. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Columbus, Ohio is a new flashpoint. Protesters filled the streets over the Tuesday shooting death of a 16-year-old black girl by a white police officer. Some in the crowd last night set off fireworks. Micaiah Bryant's mother wants answers. This never should have happened. She's a loving girl. Body cam video indicated the teenager had a knife and was involved in a fight with two others. The interim police chief in Columbus, Michael Woods, has defended the officer's actions. We don't train to shoot the leg because that's a small target. Rounds miss, and then they continue on, and there are people behind that that could be in danger. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine called the shooting a horrible tragedy, but said the investigation has to play out. Police officers are judged every single time to a standard. We have to look at that. And, you know, you saw the video, I'm sure, and ultimately... It's always a judgment call. He says new state legislation will boost police accountability. CBS's Steve Futterman tells us it's a day of mourning for the family and friends of a 20-year-old black man shot and killed during a Minnesota traffic stop last week. Two days after the guilty verdicts in Derek Chauvin's murder trial, the Minneapolis area is focused today on the funeral of Dante Wright. The service will take place less than three miles from where the trial was held. Attorney Benjamin Crump, who represented George Floyd's family, also represents the Wright family. Yesterday, he attended a public viewing. Fight for Dante Wright. Because if we don't fight for Dante, we can't expect nobody else to fight for Dante. The family of George Floyd will attend today's funeral. The officer who shot Wright has been charged with manslaughter. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Minneapolis. We're hearing from an alternate juror in the Chauvin murder case. Lisa Christensen sat down with correspondent Jamie Yukis. 
the day after the former Minneapolis cop was convicted of murder and the death of George Floyd. Dr. Tobin was the one that really did it for me. He explained everything. I understood it down to where he said this is the moment that he lost his life. So who made an impact with the defense? I don't think they had a good impact. Which witnesses stood out to you? Ms. Frazier, that took the video. I really felt that she felt guilty for not doing more, and I feel really bad for her. In an interview for this Sunday's 60 Minutes, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison tells Scott Pelley he knew winning the case against Chauvin would not be easy. Every moment, I thought, what are we missing? Do we need another witness? I was not sure that we were going to get the just result that we did get until I heard Judge Cahill announce the verdict. Well, the House is expected to pass a measure today giving statehood to Washington, D.C. Maryland Democrat Steny Hoyer knows the real uphill fight will be in the Senate. We're very hopeful that we can move forward on this. We're going to need some Republicans to vote principle rather than politics. India has reported a new global daily record for COVID cases, more than 314,000, and a fatality count in the past 24 hours of more than 2,100. The government has turned some railroad cars into hospital space. Deborah Rodriguez tells us baseball's Los Angeles Dodgers are setting up a section at Dodger Stadium for fully vaccinated fans. If they show up with government-issued ID and a vaccination card, proving it's been at least two weeks since their final shot, they still have to wear face masks, but they can pack into the stands together with no social distancing. They'll also get free donuts and beer. Federal regulators could make a decision as soon as tomorrow on the paused Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Honda has now blamed a January fatal crash in North Carolina on an exploding Takata airbag. It's the 19th known death of its kind in the U.S. since 2009 and the 28th worldwide caused by the faulty inflators. The car involved was a 2002 Accord. On this Earth Day, President Biden plans to announce a new goal to cut this country's greenhouse gas emissions at least in half by 2030. A CBS News poll finds 53% approve of his handling of climate change. 56% say the issue needs to be addressed now. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says the president today will hold a virtual summit with dozens of world leaders. The president is set to announce the most aggressive cuts in greenhouse gas emissions with plans to slash them by 50 to 52 percent from their 2005 peak. The White House says all of this is doable in part by eliminating all carbon emissions from our generation of electricity by 2035 and by cutting energy costs by investing in more energy efficient upgrades in buildings. Our meteorologist Jeff Berardelli has a closer look at one of the climate concerns, melting ice, and rising sea levels. Because of the complexity of glaciers, it's impossible to know exactly when they may collapse. So author of Moving to Higher Ground, John Englander, says we must look to history to see what's possible. 11,000 years ago, the last time sea level was rising quickly, it rose about 15 feet a century. Now, there was more ice on the planet back then, but we're warming a lot faster now. Recently, scientists have become alarmed by escalating damage to the ice shelves on West Antarctica. They're being eaten away much faster from underneath by the slightly warmer ocean water. Scientists say that this weakening could eventually allow the ice sheets behind them to flow into the sea. Now to New Orleans, a city that's half under sea level already. On this Earth Day, we're finding some people concerned climate change and rising sea levels will eventually wipe New Orleans off the map. This is not 
not a good track record to trust them. But others think the feds are on top of it. I mean, the government should be taking care of that. Flood Protection Authority Engineering Director Chris Humphrey says the plan is to make the levees around New Orleans taller as the water gets higher. Sea level rise will require the system to be lifted periodically. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. A new analysis shows that electric vehicles are not only safer for the environment, they could be safer for those inside them. Researchers for the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety finding something interesting as they comb through injury claims for electric and for gasoline-powered vehicles. Those injury claims for passengers and drivers are about 40% lower in electric vehicles compared to their gasoline or diesel-powered counterparts. Institute President David Harkey also finds some pretty good protection in their crash tests of new electric vehicles. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. In reporting the death of renowned stripper Tempest Storm, the New York Times says she plied her craft until she was in her 80s. Not because she had to, but because she could. Storm, who was 93, claimed JFK and Elvis among her lovers. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.